Your work week is over. The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four-day weekend. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Welcome into the last word. We're brought to you by our friends. And, I, and thought you, I thought you were going to sing there for a minute. I know. I mean, you got me grooving here. That's Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts. I am Goreman. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. Hello, everyone. We've got some Big Ten basketball coming up in a little bit. The quarterfinals, Penn State versus Northwestern, and a big one at 9, Indiana versus Maryland. But we're going to talk some Colts football right now. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. we got a lot to go over. And yes, sir. And we're going to discuss this new coaching staff officially revealed this week. Preview the start of the NFL free agency. That's yes. always exciting. Your yes. favorite time of the year. That's coming up next week. We're also going to hear... From new Colts offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter, he's going to explain why he chose to join Steichen's staff here in Indy and what excites him about the playmakers on the Colts offense next season. All right, let's get into this thing, Maytay. This week, the Colts officially announced their coaching changes and additions to the staff under Shane Steichen. Here's one thing that I like. One offensive position coach was retained, and yes, that sir. was the great Reggie Wayne, a yes, wide sir. receivers coach. How about that? Let's go over some of the changes. Jim Bob Cooter, boom, your offensive coordinator. Tom Manning, who's been here before, he's back as tight ends coach Brian Mason he's a special teams coordinator DeAndre Smith he's a running backs coach Tony Sperano Jr. is an offensive line coach love that Cam Turner as quarterback coach and Chris Watt is the assistant offensive line coach Gus Bradley his defensive staff they have been retained and as I said Reggie Wayne the only one back from the offense Maytay these announcements came everybody was wondering when can they fill out this staff well he did it what's your first look at this thing what do you what 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 strikes out at you well what stands out to me initially is just the the youth on the offensive side. I mean, most of these coaches are young and they're taking on bigger roles and, and being position coaches for the first time in their careers or they're young in their careers being position coaches. Reggie Wayne coming off his first year. Brian Mason's going into his first year as special teams coach in the NFL. Tony Sperano, his first year as a full-time O-line coach despite having six years under his belt as an assistant offensive line coach. Cam Turner, two years as a quarterback's coach. So these are young coaches, but I think full of a lot of fresh ideas, a lot of innovation, you know, bringing a level of of creativity and origination to this staff. And and then Gus Bradley and his staff coming back, that's great to have continuity on that side of the ball returning. As we know, Jeffrey, that unit played well for most of the season, kind of fell off there towards the end. They certainly have some work to do, but the foundation is there, and um, I'm just excited that the staff is in place now, and now it's all about what do you do in free agency, You know, what, what kind of uh, hands will they have on the draft and, and setting up the draft board for the Colts. So it's exciting, and believe it or not, the offseason workout program, Jeffrey, that starts in like three weeks about that? for this team. So. The staff is set. Now it's time to get to work. Chris Ballard, they're going to be busy. NFL free agency next week, starting at noon on Monday and ending at 3.59 the next Wednesday. Teams can contact and enter into contract negotiations with unrestricted free agents, Maytay. It begins at 4 p.m. March 15th for all 32 teams. Now listen up. 17 Colts players will become free agents, either unrestricted or restricted, unless they are re-signed first. Some of the big names on that list, let's go. Paris Campbell, Ashton Doolin, yep. Brandon and facing uh, Taekwon Lewis, Yannick Ngakwe, Bobby Okereke, EJ Speed, Rodney McLeod, and kicker Chase McLaughlin. Which ones do you prioritize the most with that list right now, Mate? Yeah, see, for me, uh, you start with Chase McLaughlin, you throw in Paris Campbell, and then I would also put in Yannick Ngakwe, too. I mean, Chase 
Start there first. So reliable, consistent last year. 30 for 36, franchise record nine field goals over 50 yards last season. Perfect on PATs, made a bunch of uh, clutch kicks, handled kickoff duties. Then Paris Campbell. Jeffrey Paris is a guy that I, I would take a good, hard look at in free agency considering the wide receiver free agency class isn't all that robust, if you will. And I think I think Paris still has a tremendous amount of upside and still has more that he can show and prove because last year he, he proved he could stay healthy for the first time in his career, played all 17 games. I actually think there's more to Paris's game that we still haven't seen because the Colts just had – as we all know, no stability around him in the offense last year at quarterback. I mean, it was a since he's been here since 2019, how many starting quarterbacks has oh, he played with? Geez. Right? So you factor that into it as well. I still think he's got a lot more that he can show. And then on defense, Yannick Ngakwe, because of his consistency, he's only missed four games in his career. He's going to be a playmaker. Matt, there'll be a market for him. There, don't there don't will, kid yourself, pal. There, because That's of that, money. That's because money. of that durability yep. and because of that consistency. And right now, you just don't have, for the Colts, you don't have that guy on your roster right now. Right. I mean, Quiddy Pay going into year number three, same thing with Dio Adangbo. We'll see if they can grow into the, that type of player. Uh, but as you said, there's going to be other teams in on Ngakwe, maybe driving up the price, and that's when the Colts will have to make a decision. And Paris, too, just like you said. Mm-hmm. How many quarterbacks has he went through in the injury? We were talking about this in camp. It's like, what a victory this season. However it plays out, he made it to training camp. He's healthy. Right. But, no, he did the whole season on that. So Paris Campbell is going to give you some stuff with a healthy body that we haven't seen before with the proper quarterback, too. So I think that's And he had over 600 receiving sure. yards, three touchdowns. He had some big plays, but there was a lot of games where you're saying – Man, where, where's Paris Campbell? Where's I mean, a lot of these guys. Where's Michael Pittman yep. Jr.? I think if you have consistency on a week-to-week basis, which sounds crazy to say, but that's where the Colts were last year at quarterback. If you have consistency, that's going to help everybody else reach their full potential. Let's see what Jim Bob Cooter can do with some of these. Hopefully that includes Paris Campbell. We're mm-hmm. going to talk to him. Also, don't forget, we're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. Jim Bob Cooter coming up after this, talking about this role, why he took the job here with Shane Steichen. whole lot more as well right here on The Last Word, 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. This is your weekly fix on Colts football. The last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Should I stay or should I go? That is the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, the clash right there. May take good pull with free agency coming up. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. Now, Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, and J.J. Stankiewicz from Colts.com. They chatted with Jim Bob Cooter, the newly named offensive coordinator for your Colts. It's our pleasure right now to be joined inside the studio with the newly named uh, offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Joining us is Jim Bob Cooter. Coach, welcome to Indianapolis. How are you? Appreciate it. Doing good, man. Doing good. Glad to glad to be here. Glad to be back. You are back, right? We were just talking off the air before we hit the record button on this. The uh, the building and the hallways and the practice field and the indoor facility, it, it's the same, but I'm sure it looks a little bit different from the last time you were here. Yeah, the, the foundation's the same, but... Uh... Been, been a lot of work done around here. I can tell, man. <laughs> things are things are different. Uh, uh, there's different 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 parts of the building are are yep. moved around. You know. Sure. So. All right. Well, let's get into it. What attracted you to come over to the Colts and accept this position with Shane Steichen and be the offensive coordinator here? Yeah, gr- great opportunity um, to work with Coach Steichen, somebody I really respect, um, and and to get to work with these players who you know there, there's 
there's a lot of players I'm, I'm excited to get to be around and get to coach and, and get to sort of work with and, and see what see what we can do here on offense. It was it was it was a really exciting opportunity uh, in a lot of different ways, and, and one of those being being able to get back to Indianapolis, you know, a place I spent three years, and back to the Colts, and got a lot of great memories here, and, and hope to hope to get this thing going going the right direction. Mm-hmm. What were your your first impressions of Coach Steichen when you worked with him in 2021? Uh, you were a consultant with the Eagles, yes. is that correct? And, and yes. Shane was then the offensive coordinator that year. So what what was your relationship like that year, and what were your impressions of him? Yeah, really intelligent. Uh, high energy high integrity high intelligence like i said uh you know just locked in loves football uh you know was able to get there be with those guys in philly and kind of see how they were doing things which which was a little different than maybe i had i had done in the past in different areas right there were different tweaks they had they had put on things that were really interesting to me so to get to watch those guys work especially coach steichen um and, and get to get to learn from them and, and sort of, like I said, see how they work, see how they went about their business and, and how they ultimately had success doing it. What about your your experience? You mentioned seeing them do different things, but, you know, the, the people you've worked for, the ple- the people you've worked with over your time, now you get a chance to be an offensive coordinator again. What are you excited about bringing all those experiences and some of those concepts together to help Coach Steichen build out this offense? Yeah, I mean, I think it, in this in this coaching profession, in this coaching life, you know, you have your ups and downs, you have your your good years and your bad years but uh you know you tend to learn every year you tend to learn quite a bit and you know being able to learn from guys like Tom Moore Clyde Christensen around here there's a Frank Reich there's a bunch of names around here going to Brian Dable Nick Sirianni Adam Gase John Fox Jim Caldwell uh, several times mm-hmm. right uh just being around a ton of good coaches um you know like Shane Steichen, mm-hmm. I already said Nick Sirianni's name. Uh, and then last year, Doug Peterson, Press Taylor, those guys with the Jaguars. You know, a lot of guys do things a little bit different. You're able to pick up notes, pick up tweaks, pick up things that that can help you get your game better as a coach. And then also, like I said, as we go through this this coaching career, you have your ups, you have your downs. You know, how much do you learn from the from the from the bad years? How much do you learn from the from the uh, the tough times? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that should make you a better coach moving forward, and I hope yeah. to hope to hope to do that. That's offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Bob Cooter, is in the studio with us with JJ Stangovitz. I'm Matt Taylor, and you just kind of talked about it a little bit, Coach. I mean, you've been in the NFL since 2009. You've worked with a lot of great players. You've you've been in some great offenses. You've worked with some great quarterbacks. With that said, however evolving is the profession of being an offensive coordinator, calling plays, and trying to be as best you can one or two steps ahead of all of these NFL defenses. Yeah, it really is a it's an evolving profession. It's it's a it's a profession where innovation and creativity are are at a premium. You know, you uh, you have to do the little things well. You have to you have to do what you're doing at a really high level. But as soon as you have success you can't stay right there. You got to push forward the next week or the mm-hmm. next year or sure. you know the next end of the playoffs. You have to push forward, improve, find new areas uh, to attack the defense, and, and vice versa. They're doing that to us. Um, but that's 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 one thing I've definitely learned over the past several years. Like just because you're having some success doesn't mean that you you, you do have to push forward. You do have to be creative. You do have to look for different ways to do yeah. things. All right. Well, I know you haven't been on the job for very long as we as we sit here and tape this right now talking to you in studio, but when you look at 
the playbook, or maybe not the playbook, but when you look at the film and you look at the roster and the personnel that you have right now, Coach, what excites you about this offense and the players you have coming back? Yeah, excited to get around the guys, man. Excited to get around this team. You know, I was in the division last year. We played Indianapolis twice, mm-hmm. you know, sort of one and one. Um, from an outside perspective, you know, this was a team that, obviously, like like all of us in the NFL, we had some ups and downs last year, but Boy, they were writing writing a lot of games, and they were. It was a team that was really close to winning a lot of games, and they played tough. They played hard. Um, there's real talent on this offense that that I'm excited to get to work with. Really, at every position, um, I think I think we got a chance to to go out there, put a good off season of work in, put some put some good work in as individuals and as a unit. Um, to, to try to get this thing going the right direction and see if we can't have have pretty good success in the fall. Something that you know a couple of the guys who you've worked with or worked for have talked about, like Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni, is that collaborative aspect of building out an offense, especially when it comes to situational football. When you look at what this staff can do and you know what you can do with Coach Steichen to kind of build out, this is our third down plan, this is our red zone plan, this is our run plan, this is our pass plan, let's marry them all together. What excites you about that opportunity? Yeah, we've got we've got a lot of really talented coaches uh, and and a lot of guys that have have a diverse experience within the league. Could be different positions, could be different assignments, different areas of expertise. Uh, excited to to kind of get together and really meld those things and, and come up with the best plan. Um, obviously, you know, Coach Steichen's had a ton of success uh, doing a lot of those things, and, and situationally, I think. Uh, several members of our staff have also, you know, mm-hmm. so to be able to sit down and and. In this league, you guys know it. The fans at home know it. We all know it. These games are all close, right? These are three-point games. These are four-point games, maybe a six- or a seven-point game. These are one-score games, and it comes down to doing the little things right. A lot of times that is a third down. Did we make it? Did we not, right? Did we pick up the blitz because we had a good protection plan that week, or did we not quite get it done? Same thing with every situation, two-minute, four-minute. Gosh, there's a there's a there's so many games where it comes down to that two minute drive at the end, and, sure. and and that's details and that's preparation and that's something we plan on plan on doing at a really high level. That's offensive coordinator Jim Bob Cooter in the radio studio with us. I'm Matt Taylor with JJ Stangovitz. I want to double back. You, you talked about Jim Caldwell several times, right? Working with him, your first taste of the NFL was right here with the Colts, 2009 to 2011, as an offensive assistant. What do you remember about those first days with the Colts? working with Peyton Manning the way that you did. And did you realize then that you were going to become, for lack of a better term, an NFL lifer back with the Colts again about a decade later? Gosh, what a what a, what a special experience. You know, to get here in 2009 uh, in the middle of an of a unbelievable run that this franchise was going on, mm-hmm. to be around Peyton and Reggie and Joseph Adai and Dallas Clark, Jeff Saturday, all these guys, I can name, all, name them all, you know. Uh, get into this offense with Tom Moore, Clyde Christensen, Howard Mudd, all these guys um, was was really cool experience for a young coach. Knew I wanted to coach, you know, knew I wanted to coach, you know, for a long time um, and, and was just hoping somehow, some way I could find a way into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow I, find, I found my way here, which, which couldn't have been a better fit. So Jim Caldwell, uh, great coach, great leader, better man, you know, someone I respect uh, as much as anybody in the, in the business and, and, was was great to work for. Really showed me the ropes, right? Showed us the ropes around here. Yeah, got my got me headed the right direction as a young coach. Really showed me the way a little bit. Uh, but but you you guys know it. The fans at home know it. You know what what a great run that was. And as a young coach, to to come into that situation really mm-hmm. really set you up for 
the potential to put together a pretty good career as a coach because you're going to learn so much. Yeah. You sit in the you sit in the back of a meeting room with Peyton Manning, <laughs> and, and you and you start talking about protections, and you start talking about routes, you start talking about progressions and defensive coverages. Uh, you, you know, you better learn a lot, and 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 I, I think I did. You know, I got good notes out of those situations that that I think long term right. made me a better coach. How, how much of that stuff do you still use? Oh, there's a ton. I mean, I go back over. Uh, you know, you, we in this business, you know, every year we. Yeah, you we stack, work a ton right? of hours. We yeah. stack notes. We might do things different one year than we did the year before. Right. I mean, I try to make it a point every year to, to spend some time going back through those those older notes uh, in an effort not to not to lose track of some of those things. Right. Let's not. Right. Let's not forget what a Howard Mudd taught me in protection. <laughs> you know. Let's not forget what uh, what Jim Caldwell might have said to the team, or or, or what Clyde Christensen might have mm-hmm. really liked about a certain wide receiver drill. Because um, sometimes in this business, as you get down down your path a, a, as a coach, you get so many years stacked up, you start to lose track of your of your origin of your foundation, and that's mm-hmm. something that uh, I'm, I'm careful not to do. I, I'm curious. I had a chance to talk to Austin Collie for a story I did, where you know he and Shane were high school teammates, yeah. and something he said to me is that the the drive that Shane has reminded him of Peyton Manning, just that singular that focus that that energy that he brings every single day to football you worked with Peyton you see Shane now um just that that singular drive that they both have what just stands out about that it's 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 it starts with loving the game loving football which ultimately for us in our profession means loving what you do right you walk in the building every day and you just you love going in there and you know don't want to speak for Shane but hey as a head coach now ton of things come across your desk every day right you got to love you got to love that process and and he sure seems to you know I've I've been around him as an offensive coordinator just every single detail he's on every single uh, thing that has that had to do with that previous job where I worked with him in the past he was on it he loved it he was high energy going through it Um, you know it's just a different version for for us coaches is the same thing that we see with the players like you said with Peyton Manning guys like that so um the, the 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 singular focus on the game of football mm-hmm. uh, is something that's definitely definitely similar. There there's some stories, you know. I know Frank Reich has told stories about how Peyton kind of you know initiated him into being a young coach in this league. Did you ever have a moment with Peyton like that where you're with him here or with Denver? Probably a hundred, you know. Probably a hundred. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, you, you know. I can remember. Uh, one point I was young here, maybe really early on, we're playing whoever. And you go, hey, these, this team never brought a corner blitz. They've never done it. And then the next morning, walk in, Peyton goes, all right, pull up uh, last year, Miami game, yeah. play 37. <laughs> never? You say never? You, know, so, you sure about that? So you learn, to, you learn to say, I haven't seen one yet. You, yeah. learn, to, you, know, you learn to kind of manage that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, sure did, sure, did, uh, sure did clean up the way I thought about saying some of those things. And right. uh, it was good for me. Yeah. What, did it, what did it mean to your career that, that you got brought back to work with him in Denver that one year? Um, yeah, it was it was it was it was excellent. You know, it was excellent. Went to Kansas City for a year mm-hmm. after after leaving here, uh, and then and then we got let go there, uh, and to have an opportunity, you know, as a, as a young coach just looking for a job, you know, and and to have an opportunity to get back to Denver and or to get to Denver with Peyton, kind of back with Peyton, and right. to be back in a similar offense and sort of help put that thing together with Adam Gase and Brian Callahan and a bunch of those guys, uh, you know, what what a cool experience. And then you know. 
we we were we were pretty talented there too and had a good <laughs> year and and won a bunch of games so it was it was mm-hmm. it was awesome all right final couple of things with jim bob cooter he's our guest the new offensive coordinator for the indianapolis colts you just kind of talked about it. i want to double back to working with shane Steich, and now he's the head coach fans would not believe the amount of things and items and details that come across the desk of a head coach that have nothing to do with football right so now he's overseeing not only all of that in the offense, but the entire team, special teams, I mean, you, you know the drill, right? You know the, the whole gamut the head coach has to deal with. How can you, as the offensive coordinator, because Shane's going to call the plays, how can you help him throughout the course of the game or throughout the course of the week really start to understand and implement the game plan that helps him call the plays in real time and not have to think too much? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll be there to work through a lot of that process offensively with him and mm-hmm. for him you know some some aspects we'll do together and some aspects you know it will be will be tasks that I'll do for him or us as a coaching staff sure. will do to really help him out because of those those requirements so uh, it'll be a process we're all in this together you know this is about the team this is about all of us working to 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 put a good product out there on the field but uh for coach Steichen you know to do what he needs to do offensively our coaching staff, you know, it starts with me. Our offensive coaching staff needs to do a great job of of doing our job, fulfilling our task. You know, doing right. if I coach if I coach a position, doing everything I can to to get that position to play the best they can. For me, it's the whole offense. Now, obviously, Shane's calling it. Shane's in charge, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of things that go on during the week that an offensive coordinator can sort of take off the plate of his head coach, right? And no that's, that's what I plan to do. And I plan to do it at a really high level yeah. all right last one would be remiss if we didn't ask you about uh where you just came from the jacksonville jaguars uh passing game coordinator last year and you work closely with trevor lawrence he obviously took some steps forward and uh they won the afc south this past year and the colts are gonna have to deal with him and and that team you know twice a year every year now for the foreseeable future where did you see trevor grow and how much better did that offense become last year because of yourself and, and doug peterson yeah, I'll, I'll 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 take no credit. I mean, those guys. There's there's a lot of good people down there in Jacksonville. There's a lot of good players. There's a lot of good young players that mm-hmm. are getting better. Uh, I know they're in the division now, but I'll talk them up for a second. You know, uh, there there there's a lot of good young players that are that are improving, getting better. Right. I think we took some strides last year, especially I would say around the middle of the season, where the Jaguars kind of we we were. It was a fight and scratch and claw to win a game type of year, and then we started winning those games. Yeah. We, we hadn't been in the in the first half, um, and that that's due to Trevor Lawrence. That's due to due to Christian Kirk. That's you know a ton of guy Evan Ingram. There's a million names. Uh, these guys are these guys are really good players, and it's due to a great coaching staff, right? Doug Peterson, Press Taylor, yeah. all those guys are 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 really high level, high high you know high character guys that are doing things the right way. So I had a great time working with those guys great time learning from those guys and yep. and and hopefully helping them out a little bit but but now we get to turn our sights on beating them that's you right know, baby we want to <laughs> i got you know i got somewhere i got a t-shirt afc south uh champions uh 2022 and uh yeah, there's a good like will to, there's a good will around here where yeah, you can yeah, drop like that to, off like to like to get like to get the 2023 <laughs> version but we're gonna have to put the work in you know we're gonna have to no doubt. go have a good year to try to see if we can't find a way to beat those guys i like it we're fired up right there that's offensive coordinator jim bob cooter with us uh he is back in the fold uh, second go around here with the indianapolis colts coach good to meet you great to talk to you and best of luck here in your first couple days on the job all right appreciate you guys it was fun and also i think he owes me 25 bucks from darts over at gad <laughs> 
Gatsby's. A few years yeah, you back. talked about that. No, he used to throw darts at this little watering. Oh, hole so he stiffed you? Restaurant. I'm just. I got to check my notes, Jim Bob. So <laughs> we're gonna check our notes. I think you might owe me a lunch or something like that. Hey, that was a good one. And you know what? Good He's, tenderloin over there at Gatsby's. Not bad. By the way. Not yeah. bad. Good yeah. pull there, mate. Eh? Good pull. <laughs> anyway, listen. I'm happy that he's in the mix. He's back in. He's comfortable with this thing. You know, he's with a young head coach like that. Jim Bob Cooter, welcome yes, back. Do what you do. Fans, don't forget, download the weekly official Colts podcast featuring latest news, analysis, insight, and interviews regarding your Colts. This week, it's a big one. A lot of takeaways from the combine and if the quarterback performances on and off the field affected the Colts draft board. A lot of young guys doing some marvelous things last week. We had oh, tons yeah. of great interviews. Mate, you were leading that with J.J. and Lara. A lot of podcasts from the combine. There's still being unveiled heading into the weekend so check that out colts.com the colts mobile app and the colts audio network anywhere you download your podcast listen the last word we're brought to you by our friends at meyer meyer the official super center of the indianapolis colts and proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the midwest when we come back folks we're going to give you the forum credit union question of the week we're also going to discuss some of the big quarterback moves from around the nfl preview a little bit of free agency starting up very soon this is the last word 93.5-107.5, The Fan. Welcome back to The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. What are you? What are you? What are you? Matt, what the? I think you just, I think you just ran through the wall playing air drums. It's fantastic. Love Zeppelin. <laughs> Good pull, mate. Hey, good pull. Welcome back. Happy Friday. We're the last word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook and Led Zeppelin. Yes, sir. Download the app today and make every moment more. We're also brought to you by our friends at Anthem. We teamed up with Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield to recognize school teachers, administrators, nurses, and staff members who go above and beyond for their students, their schools, and their communities. Listen, you can nominate your classroom quarterback today. Check it out. Colts.com slash classroom quarterbacks. That is one word. Time now for the Forum Credit Union. Question of the week, quarterback inspired. Derek Carr, Mate. Need I talk about Derek Carr with you? I mean, here we go again. You've I, I saw coveting this I saw guy. this. Yes, I saw this, you and have, I got happy. You love Derek Carr. Have always the Saints, loved him. The Saints are my team in the NFC now. Mate Shocker. Said, find, I mean, two, three years ago, find a way to get to Indianapolis, but good for Derek Carr. Listen, he agreed to a four-year contract with the Saints. The deal is up to worth $150 million and includes up to $100 million in guaranteed monies. Man. With Carr signing with the Saints, that means all all four NFC South teams will have a different starting quarterback to begin the 2023 season than they did in 2022. Again, new quarterbacks in one division, all of them will change from one week to another. Mate, when was the last time an NFL division, you'll have no chance at this, by the way. When was the last time <laughs> I an, don't think so. an NFL division had a different starting quarterback in its season opener than the previous season? An entire oh my division. Gosh. An entire division. <laughs> wow. When's the last time I have this no idea. Zero. Okay. I don't even know where to start. I know, but you got to be over like 60 years old to even know oh, these see, names. then no chance. 1973, then, right? the AFC West. Daryl LaMonica went to Kenny Stabler. Lenny Dawson went to Mike Livingston from the Chiefs. Broncos had Steve Ramsey. They went to Charlie Johnson. And the Chargers went from John Haddle to, oh, Johnny Unitas. So wow. that's the first time. This will be the first time since 73. I forgot about Johnny Unitas playing for the Chargers to close out his career. career. Yeah, That's a good pull, though. Daryl LaMonica to Ken Stabler is pretty solid, though. How about the snake, though? 
He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Living wow. the nightlife. 1973, and... the AFC West had Jeez. all new quarterbacks from uh, 72 to 73. It's the first time with this one coming up wow. with Derek Carr is what is what they're doing in the NFC South this year. So, good stuff, good pull on that one. Visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com. You can interact with other fans online, post a topic, participate in discussion. Regarding your Colts, Forum Credit Union helping members live their financial dreams. The NFL big story so far, quarterback contracts and the franchise tags. This week, a big one for NFL quarterbacks this offseason. Lamar Jackson, Maytay. Yeah. Fill me in here really quick. The Ravens applied their non-exclusive franchise player tag to quarterback Lamar Jackson. That means Jackson can negotiate with other teams next week and can sign an offer sheet with another team. But not so quick, Maytay, because the Ravens can match that offer. Do you like that? It's it's the non-exclusive franchise tag. The big thing here is teams would have to give up two first-round draft picks and pay Lamar Jackson. Oof. That is a steep price to pay. Lamar is, as we all know, is representing himself. He wants the best deal possible, and the Ravens are letting him test the open market and letting the rest of the NFL kind of tell him what he's worth. And I know the price tag is high, but... I'm just kind of surprised. I mean, wouldn't you think that there would be a couple of teams trying to see what's going on with a former league MVP not that long ago? So it's it's curious that way, but the lack of interest probably stems from the fact that teams don't want to give their quarterbacks fully guaranteed contracts, and this probably stems from Deshaun Watson. Not probably, Maytay. Well, it yeah. definitely stems from the Deshaun Watson contract right. with the Brownies. The Browns gave him a fully guaranteed $230 million deal that was, as we've said, out of this planet. And I don't think NFL teams like that at all, kind of resetting the quarterback market that out of whack that early, kind of skipping five, six steps between. The wilder thing is is that Jackson has had far more success in the NFL uh, in his career than Deshaun Watson has, and yet he's not hearing nearly as much on the open market, according to reports. Mark Jackson, give him some money. The guy's exciting. He helps the league, but obviously you got to protect you know, the budget on stuff like that. So right. a lot of teams are a little hesitant paying that big money for a, a scrambling quarterback who sat out a lot last year. So more to be revealed. The fun part of the offseason is coming up. NFL free agency next week. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. This is the last word coming up right here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, we got the big turn tournament quarterfinals. Penn State versus Northwestern up next. And Indiana versus Maryland after that. All eyes and ears will be on that one. Special guest at the Fieldhouse or no in Chicago for this one, uh, comedian Carrot Top. Is, that? Yeah. <laughs> your saw, guy. We saw Will Ferrell out there the other day at yeah. the Pacer game, so <laughs> Big Ten tournament saying, hey, we can one-up you. Did you have to kick out Carrot Top last weekend in Las such, Vegas? That's the reason I mentioned it. Ursay had a show real quick, folks. <laughs> Carrot Top, you know, the prop comic. He had yeah. the VIP pass, but the VIP pass didn't get you on stage, and I turn around, and he's like six feet from Ursay. Does he have a residency to... out there? Yeah, he okay. does. All he's, right. he's a comedian out there with a, a residency in a small place, so he has shows five nights yeah. a week or whatever. But it was Funny, I'd say, you know, say, uh, carrot. Sorry about that, bud. Uh, hey, carrot top. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, have to, yeah. yeah, move it around. We don't have yeah, much room. You're gone. Here. Anyway, a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll have more stories from the Ursay stuff. Uh, those Ursay shows that he puts on the collection for the fans and everything. Got a lot more coming up. And Matt, I'm just gonna put it out.
out there right now. Yeah. Much like last year, early September, a huge kickoff concert at Lucas Oil Stadium, Jim Irsay yeah. and his collection, as well as that great band and special, special guest. More will be Let's revealed behind the line. All you have to do is check out Colts.com. You'll get the latest information. All right. We shoved a lot in a little today. Maytay NFL free agency and the latest Colt news. Maytay, great job. By Appreciate you, you brother. Have a great weekend. Next, the Big Ten Tournament right here on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan.